Hello, welcome to the World Cafe Podcast. This podcast has been designed with curated content that centers on the power of words. Can we really do anything without speaking? Can we really do anything without the agency of words? Yes, that is what this podcast is all about. And I am your host, Amakri Isobwe, your neighborhood word trader. I believe in the power of words, for it is the unit of creation. I trade in words to profit my world. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good everything, wherever you are joining this conversation from on the planet of the earth. How are you doing? Beautiful. I'm doing super, super good. I am somewhat excited, you know, particularly for the guests I have on the show today, you know, and uh, I don't want to spoil the fun, you know, seeing her and yes, it's her, you just hit me now, you know, and all that. I'm super excited. Awesome. You can see on the screen, quintessential medpreneur. This is a medical person who has more or less transitioned into that space of entrepreneurship and she's made so much of herself. She's a Amazon bestseller. What else? She's a, hold on. She's a, yes. I mean, a host of a talk. I mean, a, a podcast. She has this institute. She calls it Enter MD. She is a member of the Forbes Council. Who is this person I'm, I'm talking about? I know you're dying to see her like I want to see her too. Okay, enough of the banter. Let me bring her on now. And there she is. Hi. Oh, did I take you off? I'm here now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dr. Una, how are you? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me on the show. We've been working on this for a while, so I'm glad we're while. making it happen. Yes, I am super excited. You know, when I was going through, uh, in my head, going through today's activity, and I was like, what am I going to ask her based on where we're coming from, you know, and all that? I don't want to bore my guests with that, but what am I going to ask her? And I said, no, let me allow her introduce herself before we, you know, take that path and see where it leads us to. So who is Dr. Una? Man, we're going to have a lot of slashes for this one. Um, so, and, and I really want to tell it because, you know, yeah. it's important. Um, it's Go important. On. One of the things I strive to be is an example of what is possible. And yeah. so it will be a disservice to to not talk about it. Um, mm. So I have been, I, I'm, I'm a wife. I've been married for 16 years. I awesome. have four children, um, 14, 13, 8, and 7. So I have the big two and did, the little two. Did you say four, four children? Four children. But you don't look it. Yeah, but I have them. <laughs> <laughs> I have evidence. I have them. Amazing, amazing. Go on. So I have four of them. And um, I did go to the University of Nigeria in Sukkot. That's where I did my um, my medical training and moved yeah. over to the United States and trained to be a pediatrician. So I'm a pediatrician. I've been a pediatrician now for 13 years. Mm. Um, I have 
I'm a serial entrepreneur. So my first business was my private practice, you know, started that um, and then started EntreMD, which, you know, which is a business mm. we set up to help doctors learn how to build profitable businesses so they can right. live life and practice medicine on their terms. Um, we have a, a marketing company. We have, you know, real estate. So there are a number of businesses that we are oh. involved in. Um, when I say we, my husband and I, and then yeah. we also pastor a church. So we pastor Dominion City in mm. in Georgia here, mm. and um, and then you know I also you know, do a lot of speaking. I have a podcast that goes by the same name, the Entrepreneur Podcast. Actually, in all fairness, I have three po- mm. <laughs> three podcasts, <laughs> and then I have you know the, the Entrepreneur Method book, uh, which we released this year, which is a, a bestseller, and then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then I'm part of Forbes Business Council. You know, regularly contribute to Forbes. So there, there, yeah. there are a lot of things, but, um, but that's me. But I'm a human. I love people. That's kind of me. <laughs> be- be- beautiful. You know, your name has an onachuku, but I, 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 I see in the U.S. there a lot of your friends and what have you clients. They call you Doctor Una. Now I was trying to understand why they're calling her Doctor Una. Do they? Do you know why they call you that? Well, so so this is the deal. If if you're Nigerian, Unachuku is a very simple name, right? Because Chuku is God and it's Una. That's it. That is a very simple yeah. name. Um, but mm-hmm. over here is very, um, you know. And I'm in I'm in the south, so you know, Georgia, Georgia is the southern Georgia. part. So you see them; they really try really hard. But the K and the yeah. W and the C, they, they, mm. they they're having a hard time putting all this stuff together. And so mm-hmm. they'll try. I've been called all kinds of things, and. You know, eventually I was like, you know what? Just call me Doctor Una. It's fine. <laughs> but do you know what? Do you know what came? Do you know what came to my mind? Which, come on, I'm not trying to be over myself now. You know the word Una, U N A, in this part of the world from where we are. You know what it stands for? <laughs> you know, in our pidgin English, that is. I have it, never talking, thought about exactly. that. Ever. It's talking about. It's talking about us. So more yeah. or less, you. You represent a lot of us, so they are actually calling you Doctor Us, just like Doctor Strange or something. This lady is super, so we just call her Doctor Us. She speaks to each and every one of us in so many ways, you know. So I said, I'm going to tell you this. This is the inspiration that came to me. So, well, I'm taking that. Yeah, <laughs> it never crossed my mind. It has never, and I speak pidgin English fluently. Okay, but it has never yeah. crossed my mind. Mm, mm. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so now, pediatry. What has it been like for you? You know, because you've been in this space for thirteen years. You said, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What has it been like? I mean, like I've loved it. It's very funny though. I, you know, when I was in med school, and people are like, "So, what do you want to do after med school?" I'm like, "I don't know," but I know I don't want to be a pediatrician. You know, like mm. and things you like that. You don't want to be a pediatrician. I, I didn't want to be a pediatrician because oh. I was like, you know, the kids, their parents, all the stuff. Who mm. wants that? Um, but then, you know, what I really wanted to do was OBGYN. You know, I I just had this compassion um, for, for the, women. For the sake of clarity. What is, what does that mean? That my audience will follow uh, your thoughts. Yeah, so like a women a woman's doctor. Aha. Uh-huh, okay. Yeah, so the one who would <laughs> deliver the babies and take care of fibroids uh-huh. and you know like all those mm-hmm. kind of things. 
Yeah. And I and I think it's because I had such compassion um, for women when it came to women's health because of the vulnerability there, right? Like you know, right. a, a woman who's infertile or a woman who's mm. pregnant. There's a lot of vulnerability, and I just mm. felt like those they needed support, and I felt like I could do that. Um, okay. But in the U.S., I mean, they work 24-hour calls forever, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I have nine lives running at the same time. <laughs> I cannot do that. <laughs> mm. And so, mm. and so when I came, I was like, okay. But where can I still find the mommies though? And I was like, well, if I go to mm. pediatrics, I get the kids and the mommies. And so that's how I landed mm. up in, in in pediatrics. Um, ended up falling in love with it. Really love oh. taking care of the kids and, you know, watching them go from really sick, quick diagnosis, much better. You know, it was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun for mm. me. And for everyone who was my patient, they got two for the price of one because mm-hmm. I could connect so deeply. Mm with the women because I was wired mm. to do that. That's what I wanted to do. And so, you know, they're like, you know, you know, Dr. Una, you know, you're like our therapist or you make us feel so good. That's why we keep coming yeah. back and things like that. They could feel the support. So, um, so I've enjoyed, oh, I've enjoyed lovely. being a pediatrician. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 there's nothing like, you know, uh, doing what you love and you love what you do. It's like, it's easy, so to say, you know, you don't see the difficulties, you see the possibilities because you, you love what you do and you just want to give solutions, answers to those challenges and questions. And I hear it from your voice. It's so beautiful. Now, what has a doctor who is a pediatrician, as in she specialized in that, got to do with business, business <laughs> within the medical field? Tell me, tell me. Well, I mean, so, so this is the deal, right? Um, for mm. me, I, entrepreneurship was not supposed to be like in my mind. It was not part of my path. It's not something I ever thought about. It's not. It's not something that crossed my mind. Um, mm. You know. But when I after I did my first job after my training in pediatrics, um, I remember my boss saying, "Okay, you know, we're at the, almost at the end of your first year. This has been great. Here's a five year contract." And I'm like, you know, to put in perspective, mm. I had been married for three years. I had just finished the three year residency. So my idea of a very long time was three years. Right. So I was mm. like, I'm not doing a five year contract and I needed to move. So he's like, start your own practice. I'm like, wait, what? Like nobody finishes residency, works for nine months and says, I want to start my practice. And in case you miss this really ginormous bump here, like I'm pregnant. This is not the time to start a practice, <laughs> you know? And so he's like, well, mm. I mean, the the thing is, everything you're going to need to do there, you're doing here, right? And that's kind of, that goes back mm. to the law of the extra mile, which is where, like, wherever you are, you want to have ownership yeah. of your job because you never know, right? It may not be your boss, it may mm-hmm. be someone else, but either way, he's like, start your own practice. If you have questions, I'll help mm. you start it. And then after yeah. that, you, I was just like, whatever, like, talk to yourself. Um, and then, you know... Our, our, you know, our pastor came visiting and he was like, this is the time you should start lo- looking into owning your own business. I'm like, what is going on? Like, I, I don't do stuff like that. But anyway, by the time two mm. of them said it, I was like, okay. And I started, you know, look, looking at other practices, what they were doing and yeah. all of those things. I was like, okay, I will say ignorance is bliss though, because I was like, okay, let's do this. Cause I didn't know any better. <laughs> and, and, you know, so we started the practice and oh my goodness, I did not realize that being a doctor, like medical school just trains mm-hmm. you to be a doctor. It does nothing for business yeah. training at all. For business training. Nothing yeah. at all. So I was like a deer caught in headlights. I could, I would have escaped if I could. It's just I had signed all these contracts and signed a lease and all of these things. 
And so mm-hmm. I started, you know, scared I was, as I was, I started learning business principles, learning to hire, learning to fire, learning to build company culture, learning to market, learning to sell all of those things. I was scared all the time, like all the time. And, mm-hmm. and when I, when I finally learned that, wait a minute, this is not, you know, cause I was, I was super shy. I was an introvert. I mean, you know me from when I was much younger and, and so I was like, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't go out there and talk to people like network, like, oh my goodness. But then I learned that mm. all business skills are learnable. It's not a personality type. There's not somebody born with the entrepreneur gene. Like they're just learnable. Mm. And so I started yeah. learning these things and the business started working. And I was like, wait a minute. Here I am all this while. I thought that I had a handicap and I did not mm. have a handicap. What what happened was I just didn't have skills. And I was like, how many doctors are out there failing in their private practices, failing in their businesses, not realizing that they're just a few skills away from making it work, you know? So that's, that's mm. kind of what started that for me. And then in the healthcare space in the United States, there are a lot of changes that have been made where it became very obvious that if you don't have business skills, you are not going to thrive, Go period. Yes. Mm. And so that's what led me to start on TramD. I started doing events, started mm. doing one-on-one coaching, then started a group program, yeah. then started the on TramD business school, uh, which is two and a half years now. That is crazy. Um, and so, so that's what started that whole journey. And it's not just, you know, doctors doing medical businesses. It really is doctors doing whatever business they want to do. Cause I'm like, you follow the prescribed way up to this point. Now, at this point, you get to choose what you want to do. So so it's a lot Beautiful. of fun. It's so much fun. You can say that again. But now, to the part of when you, I mean, your, your should I say your boss said one or two things, and you were like, nah, it's not for me. And you went to church, and your boss's boss, if you understand what I mean by that, now <laughs> spoke to And it's like, hello this is what I created you for. And it's like, come on, what's happening? Why is everybody, like we said in Nigeria, hitting the basketballs and all that? What is this? What's happening? And somehow you accepted it. How did your husband, because you're in this with him, how did he take it? And what's the support? Yeah, so... Yeah, so my husband is a, he's an entrepreneur at heart, and he's he's not in he's he's an introvert, but he's not as shy. He's like a, he's like a uh, like a bulldozer. Let's knock things down, right? Mm. And so he was all for it. Mm. I was the person who was like, I'm not about that life. Like everybody should leave me alone. <laughs> so he was all for it. So he's been he's been very very supportive like the entire time. And people ask me yeah. a lot about this as far as their spouses. But one of the things that I've done and which I, you know, I tell people is a lot of times we talk a lot, right? I want to do this. I want to do that. The next week I want to do this other thing. The next week I want to do that other thing. And I'm like, talk less and do more. Talk right. And, and do more. yeah, like if you're like, this is what I did or, you know, I've always been so scared and whatever I said yes to that speaking gig and I told them to, how much to pay me and I, I and I got it. It's Mm. it's easier to get behind that than talk that changes every two weeks, right? Especially dreamer Mm. talk like, oh, I could do this and next week I'll do this. Maybe I should do that because all you're doing is you're showcasing your uncertainty. And I'm not saying you won't be Mm. uncertain. There is some uncertainty, but talk less and do more, right? Like do something, kill something and drag it in and say, look what I did. It makes it easier for someone to get behind you on that. Exactly. And doing something would show 
would I say the strength you really have in the weakness that you thought you had? Because, whoa, I didn't know I could write for this long. I didn't know I could hold a single thought for this long. And somehow, like uh, a tendon, you know, you're flexing it every day and the muscles are building up there. That's what I hear you say. Now, let's talk about your Forbes cancel journey. You know, when I saw your name on that list, I was like, this lady keeps just pushing the boundaries and all that. How, how, How did it come? Tell me, how did it come? Yeah, so so the Forbes Council is is kind of like a invite only private membership within the Forbes uh, community, and um, and it's based okay. on you know revenue generated. Right, you have to cross a certain ceiling in your in your business for you to be invited for it. So I had uh, had a number of friends who were in it. I got an invitation oh. to apply for it, um, and I applied mm. for it, and voila, they were like, yeah, yeah, you're welcome. And I'm like, this is very interesting. Like I've always thought about Forbes, but I never mm. thought about my name in the same sentence. But this is fascinating, <laughs> and there and there are multiple opportunities like to contribute to articles and things like that, um, which is a very fascinating yeah. world. There are people who are on the council but will never write, and I was like, yeah, we're gonna we're mm. gonna do that. So I take time to mm. write, so, you know, like mm. every other month or things like that, and it's yeah. it's been interesting. Yeah. It's a fascinating community yeah. too. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Do you ever wish you could sit in on a conversation with some of your favorite authors and listen to them talk about their writing process, their path to publication, and of course, their newest novels? Hi, I'm Marissa Meyer, best-selling author of The Lunar Chronicles, and I would love for you to check out the Happy Writer podcast, where every week I talk with other writers about books, craft, inspiration, and how to bring a little more joy into our lives. The Happy Writer is available wherever you get your podcasts or find us on Instagram at Happy Writer Podcast. Beautiful. Now, for your Enter MD program, and I've seen a couple of them, you know, here and there, people coming around and all that. What has it been like for people who, what I see, are where you've been? And it's like, courageously now they are moving up where you are tell us what has it been like like the people in the school the people in the the business school in the school yes oh my goodness let me tell you that when 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 i think about the entree business school i think about you know what would potentially be one of the there are going to be many things like that but one of the greatest things that i'll do with my life like my legacy um because you know Mm -hmm. physicians don't necessarily get a business education and to put myself in a position where um, we've created this thing where people can get a business education it's is phenomenal so I've had people come in and they're like I want to start a private practice but I'm not sure if I can I'm like of course you can <laughs> like you could learn um, you, you could learn to intubate babies you could learn to do surgery <laughs> you can figure mm. this out and mm. to watch them after a year and they've launched the practice and they've had like 2400 patients and you know they're Mm. they're really pushing towards their first million it is an insane thing to watch it is so insane so we've had people do that we have people like i've wanted to launch a podcast for the last two years i'm like we're doing it this month you know and they Mm. launched their podcast and now they're getting speaking you know paid speaking opportunities from it and things like that to watch people who and we don't 
I don't advocate they all quit their jobs. Like a number of them are what we'll call entrepreneurs. So they're working jobs, mm. but they show up as entrepreneurs. And so I have people who, you know, they're full-time employees, but they've learned to own their brand. They've learned to own their voice. They've learned to decide what mark they want to make in the world. Um, they understand the language of business. So now they're negotiating for better pay. Yeah. They're negotiating for four-day work weeks. They're negotiating to get a scribe so they don't mm. have to do their notes by themselves anymore. And when the CEOs mm. and CMOs and things are having, you know, like, so the executives are having high-level conversations, they're invited into those rooms, right? Because they're, right. they're, they're entrepreneurs, you know? So yeah. seeing that or, you know, people who are like, you know, I want to be a coach. That's what I want to do. I don't really want to be in the exam room anymore and see them build yeah. that and build it out. It's a profitable business. And and the funny thing is, we, so we've had things like that. We've had people come in like, I want to I want to hit my first million and they do it. We have people cross to multiple seven figures like we have the whole from from zero to seven million in revenue. Um, but it's mm. so fascinating that because business is a means to an end business is not the end right it's 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 a it's a tool to help you go somewhere and so then to right. watch people then say i love everything that's happened in my business because of the business school but the best thing that happened to me because i'm in this school is my marriage is better right Whoa. is my marriage Good. is better right. or i had the freedom now and now i'm pregnant with twins i've been trying like this is so crazy i found myself like i've been lost mm. all these years and i found myself it, it's 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 so crazy and for everyone listening it's kind of like yeah. what has been on your heart to do embrace it because you don't truly know what will happen on the other side you have no idea mm. but it's good no idea it's really Beautiful. good yeah now now list, listening to you now is like the business school is not just addressing business issues alone it is a wholesome school you know it's addressing other issues and it's like this has improved automatically the other follows so there's this resonance so to say okay i'm better in this now and the energy flows into the other path that is what i hear you say and it is amazing and, and from where i stand what i see there is somebody who has this, a good understanding of the spiritual essence behind business why i'm why am i doing this it is not just because of the money but looking at the value that i am creating and bringing into people's lives that's what i hear you say and this is so beautiful now let me ask this program do we have any opportunity for those of us in nigeria in africa because i don't know if it's virtual or on site tell us <laughs> let's see no it's not it's not on site it's virtual actually we've had oh. i think we've had nine countries so far um in mm. the school it's not it's not it's okay. not on site it's virtual um it's year long and so actually Yeah, so we have what do we have? Hong Kong, we have Paris, we have UK, we have Australia. Um we have Canada. We have a number of countries. We don't have Nigeria yet, I don't think. But yeah. But yeah, soon. Why? Very soon. Why because I haven't been on your Nigeria? podcast. Because I haven't been on your podcast yet. <laughs> now you're here. So now, sell, now I'm on your podcast, sell, so. <laughs> yeah, so now let's sell, let's sell that product. Now go ahead. Tell my audience within this space within africa and nigeria 
the I mean what they stand to benefit from this inter and the MD program. Go ahead. Yeah, so the, the EntreMD Business School is it really is a school like no other. Um, we say it's the it's the number one mm. business school for physicians who want to build six and seven figure businesses, and really it is for mm. it it really is for the person who is mission driven. Like I want to create value, I want to create change in the world, but I want to build a business system mm. around it so that I have the freedom to do it the way I want to do it, right? Cuz no margin, no mission. That's really the right. way it works. Mm. And so if if that mm. is something that you've been thinking about, but you're like I can't find my way, you know, to the US to do an MBA or I can't find my way to this, you know, this is the place for you. And it's not we're not focused on you getting an additional piece, piece of paper. We're not focused on you learning mm. the concepts. We are focused on you implementing the concepts you learn. That that's what we're about. So we're about results, not pieces of paper. We have enough of those as physicians, right? It's about mm. you getting the results. And so it, it is a school, it's a year-long program. Um we have about 140 doctors in it at this point. So you have access to the most unbelievable community. We had um we had an in-person event. In that in-person event, okay. 14 people, 14% of the doctors there were above the seven-figure mark. If you can imagine that. Whoa. <laughs> 14%. Mm. And so it is the Impressive. most unbelievable Impressive. community. You have the connections to everybody you need in one room. Mm. So if it's something you've been thinking about, then it's something you want to take a look at. It is application only. Uh, but it's entremd.com okay. forward slash business. Um, and and okay. it, it's the school for you. We have a we have a number a it, good number of Nigerians, but we don't have Nigerians in Nigeria yet. In Nigeria, okay. So, is it specifically for medical doctors or those within the medical field? Specifically for doctors. Specifically for doctors. Okay. So yeah. now I have a segregation I have to deal with now. You know, <laughs> there's a segregation well, there now. Don't mind me. I was only joking. No, That's but well, yes, mm -hmm. yes, that is 100% yes. what I'm what I'm called to. I'm very clear on it. However, exactly. there yes. are a lot of people in the healthcare space who are part of the community mm. who binge on the Entremde podcast, and the Entremde mm. podcast is not it's not a fluffy podcast. It's not an mm. ad. You know, there's some podcasts that are ads, um, like yeah. the whole thing. It, it, it yeah. really is where I lay out my best work. Like you would see, you know, seven things you need mm. to change on your way to your next million, how to sell confidently, mm. how to fall in love mm. with your, your offer, um, how to convert mm. your payroll from an expense to an investment, how to like all of those Beautiful. things. So the mindsets, yeah. the actions, the marketing is all there. And there, mm. the episodes are between 15 and 30 minutes. So it's something that is mm. really easy to follow. And so yeah. even if you're not a physician, there's a lot, there's a lot to benefit um, from that. Beautiful. So the Entremde podcast is a perfect place to start. So how do you unwind? How do you unwind with all of this busy schedule tight here and there? How do you unwind? How do you relax to refuel? Well, um, so there, there are two things I do a lot of. Um, one of is I take a lot of walks. Uh, I take a lot of walks because for me, it is beyond okay. refreshing. Like if I'm in nature, I'm happy. Um, and so I, I, I take walks and I put my headphones mm. in so nobody feels the need to talk to me because <laughs> they think I'm listening to something. Um, mm. it's, it's very relaxing <laughs> for me. 
you know so yeah. sometimes i'll do an hour on a friday mm-hmm. you know where i work a little less i would even do two hours i'm just outside you know living my best life um this the yeah. second well i'll give you three things the second thing is i i periodically would take time to go to the beach again i you know i think relaxation is about self-awareness and i'm aware that okay. being in nature like adds years to my life <laughs> right and so if i'm by the beach i don't swim mm. don't tell anybody except the people are listening okay i don't swim but i just want to be <laughs> by the water <laughs> I just yeah. want to be by the water, yeah. hear the waves, all of that. That right there, I mean, it's just like stress washing off of me. It's the, it's the most unbelievable thing. And the third thing is I do recognize um, we live in a world where there are a lot of disappointments. There are a lot of challenges. There are a lot of setbacks. There's a lot of stress. So I really do spend a yeah. lot of time with God. I just sit there and just pray. And I'm just like, because mm. I refuse to bear the weight mm. of the responsibility of my life. <laughs> like I'm going to do what I need to do. Mm. And the rest of it, I that's that. that's I God's job that. description. I'm like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I love that. I can't. I love yeah. that. I love that. I love that. You, you, you know, the last thing you said is so refreshing. Knowing that it is not my duty to take care of myself. It is his responsibility to take care of me. So what do I do? I I just relax there, you know, and refresh myself in his presence or in him, so to say, and get that inspiration and all that. It is so, so refreshing what you just said now. And a lot of us don't actually appreciate that. We want to do everything. We think we're here to take care of ourselves forgetting yep. that we're yeah, here but it's hard for him to you take can. care of us yeah 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 if you yeah. know like I, i'll say this because it's a very common you know like the the you know mm. psalm 23 is a very common psalm right like the lord is my yeah. shepherd i shall not want shepherd and mm-hmm. and i used to read that meaning that the lord if the lord is my shepherd then I shall not want. I'm like, oh Lord, be my shepherd, right? Unconsciously, but this this is the way the narrative is playing mm. in my mind. And then one day yeah. I felt like God was saying to my heart, He was like, You're a little confused. I am always the shepherd. Like Jesus mm. showed up, he said, I'm the good shepherd, right? Shepherd. And so yeah. I'm the shepherd. The the variable in this equation is not me, it's you. Are you it's gonna you. take the disposition of the sheep? If you take mm. the disposition of the sheep, I am guaranteed to be the shepherd, and you shall not want. Yeah, it's not preach, me. Preacher. It's you. Preach, preach, preach. I'm like, Amen. okay, okay, Lord. I'm the sheep. <laughs> so my job is to be as sheep like as possible so he can Not take care that. of stuff. <laughs> Amazing. Beautiful. I mean, what you just said now, it is so refreshing. Be a sheep. You just have to be a sheep. You know, like, you know, uh, we'll say it in our local parlance. You know, when you say sheep is akin to somebody who is uh, ignorant or as we say it, mumu, you know, and all that. But actually in this sense, you are not a mumu for my international audience. That simply means ignoramus or somebody who is ignorant, you know, and all that. You're not knowledgeable. But in this case, you know you are the sheep and there is a shepherd. So refreshing. Guys, we've been discussing with Dr. Neka Onachuku, 
popularly known as Dr. Una. You know, I describe her as the quintessential medpreneur. Yes, she is. I don't want to go there, but we've come a long way. Yes, guys, we have come a long way. And seeing her here, I can tell you, looking back, I see a transformation on every level. You know, she's she's not this as a then, as in boisterous. You always see her very calm. <laughs> she doesn't want to be noticed in the crowd. Just uh-huh. let me be and all that. But now I see somebody who is like, I want to leave and I am leaving, taking all the boundaries off me. I am super excited for you. Now, as a mother, you have four children. Correct? Yes. <laughs> how many boys? How many girls? I have one boy. The second is a boy and the other three mm-hmm. are girls. So how, how do you manage all of this with them? How do you manage all of this? Well, okay. So now when someone looks at my life, right, it, it's like, oh my goodness, she's so busy. And granted, mm-hmm. I, I do quite a bit, but I have learned that the only way to continue to go up is to let go of things, right? The only way to go up is to let go. And so I no, have... Take, take, take that again. The only way... To go up is to is let to, go. How do I let go? Yeah, be, well, you have to let go of things. You have to bring a team on to take care of things. There's mm-hmm. no there's no way, right? And so I have, I have a personal team. And so I have people who help with stuff at home, help me with the kids, help me cooking, cleaning, all of those kind of things, laundry, all of that. Mm-hmm. I have a team in each of my businesses. Um, and they, and I don't just delegate tasks. Like they're, I delegate the thinking, right? I delegate the planning. Like, so I, I have teams that do a lot of things. So which gives me the bandwidth to still do what I need to do with my family. Now, I will tell you in the beginning as an entrepreneur, I did not understand this concept. Um, mm-hmm. And my kids were much younger and I had to put in sweat equity, right? Because mm-hmm. it takes money to pay a team, right? Mm-hmm. I had to put in sweat mm-hmm. equity. And so I put that in and I was gone a lot when they were younger, but I did it with the understanding that I'm doing this now so that, it, you know, because a time is coming when I'll have mm-hmm. a lot more time than anybody would have to, to, to be with my kids and invest in my kids. And mm-hmm. so I have a lot of teams now. That's just to start with. But on the other hand, you know, I'm very clear that in the order of priority, um, my family comes before my business and I'm not willing to help make the world better and then lose my children or my marriage or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I have no interest whatsoever in that. And so um, because you asked them about my kids, I'll tell you what I did with them. So um, the, mm-hmm. the younger two go to school. And I get to take them to school every day, right? Making up for lost time. So I take them to school. Mm. I bring them back. Um, Mm. The older two, I did an experiment. Again, don't tell anybody. Okay. Okay. So I did did an experiment. (laughs) And, and, And this was what I thought. When I think about, let's take basketball. When I think about the basketball greats, Um, Someone like Mm. Stephen Curry. Someone like Stephen Curry grew up on the courts. His dad was a basketball player. He grew up on the courts. He learned about these things early. And now he's one of the greatest of all time. And many of them are like that. And I'm like, well, I have developed myself so much over the years. And I want my kids to grow up on the courts. Right? I put that in Mm. quotations. I want them to grow up on the courts. I want them to 
for everything I've done, I wanted to be a stepping stone from them. Like for instance, it took me forever to figure out entrepreneurship and, you mm. know, for me to own my voice and for me to be comfortable speaking in public and networking and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I was like, there's no reason why my kids should go through that. Right. Like yeah. I've taken one for the team. I've done one. And so I was like, when it comes to faith, I have a really strong faith. They should not be starting from ground zero. When it comes yeah. to leadership, business, character development, like I have these things down to a science. I was mm. like, I need to give them, I, I, I'm not going to teach them basketball, but I can gift this to them and they can build everything on top of that. So I, so yeah. I homeschool them. I pull them out of school. I put them in an online school. So the mm. online school takes care of the academics And then mm. I lean in on leadership, business, character development, and faith. And I teach mm. them on those. So mm. they both have businesses. Um, they both lead small groups. Um, mm. You know, they like all of these things. They're, they're doing all of that. You know, how, how, how old are they? 14 and 13. They lead a business group. No, they, they have businesses and they, they lead small groups. They ha they have their own little small groups and stuff that they lead. Can they come and spend some time <laughs> with me? <laughs> with my kids? <laughs> We can arrange that. Just Beautiful. for you. <laughs> Beautiful. So, so, that's, so that's my experiment. Um, yeah. But I was like, I want to give them I want to give them a leg up. I don't want them to start from where I started from. Um, mm. I'm like, I recognize the value in in the transformation I've experienced and then I want them to experience that as well. So Beautiful. yeah, that's where we are with that. This is real intention as in you are intentional about it. You you like, this is what I want. Yes. A little bit, maybe when you started, you had some like fear here and there or doubt here and there, but somehow you reinforced your faith in what you want And somehow, like going back to what you said earlier about the, the relationship between the sheep and the shepherd, and it's like, I depend on you for this. And somehow, like, voila, this is happening. And it's amazing. You know, it's amazing. And I think it's something we should reproduce, not necessarily copy for copy, but like, what can we learn from what Dr. Una has said here about, you know, letting the children come on the courts? let them come on the courts with you not necessarily you giving them commands here and there but they're watching and seeing what mommy daddy this is how they handle it so more or less there's this what i say modeling you know it, it comes uh telepathically telepathically like you just understand that okay this is how to handle this okay this is how to handle this i think it's what we need you know it, it is what we need all right I know you're, you're very busy. Thank you for this time. But I'm going to ask you this question before I let you go. COVID brought a lot of changes in the world. And a lot of us could not cope. And somehow we're grappling and all that. How did you navigate this change? The VUCA, as we call it, the VUCA change. How did you navigate it? So the thing with... Um with COVID is, you know, here it was, it was pretty, pretty intense. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, you know, authentically what, how we handle that. Um, the first thing is I made a decision that okay. I was going to thrive no matter what, mm. how, no I don't know, but I started mm. with the decision. I was like, mm. and I did that. And, you know, at this time, um, you know, I was already leading people, um, entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and all of that. I'm like, listen, guys, don't say what they're saying. 
Don't panic like they're panicking. We're going to thrive one way or another. This is not the first time that something bad has hit the earth. <laughs> we'll figure it out True. and we'll keep True. it moving. And so that was the first thing. The first thing is I made a decision that I was going to thrive. And, you know, mm. now in the U.S., we're in the middle of a recession, hyperinflation, all of that. And same thing. Mm. I came out as like, guys, it starts from a decision, a decision mm. to thrive. Um, so that was the first thing. The second thing was really being um, flexible, right? This is the way we've always done that. Why? Why would you say that? This is the way I'm waiting for things to go back to the way they used to be. They're never going back. Stop it. Like, you know know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. so that ability to stay flexible and find out what is required in this time. So I can Mm -hmm. do what is required in the time. Um, So for instance, in, in, in private practice, so many private practices shut down, right? But we we recognize people are not going to come in but they'll do virtual visits and all these mm. things. And we just pivoted like real nice, real quick, real, real quietly, <laughs> just, just mm. pivot and, and do that. And that's just one example. Um, same thing we, you know, we passed our church is the same thing. We've mm. switched over to really heavy on the online piece and, you know, communicating with our people by phone and doing all these things. We never really shut down. You know, like I said, mm. my husband's like a bulldozer. Mm. Right? We bulldoze mm. through that, but but at this, but at the same time, we paid attention to what was needed in the time, what was required of us, and then we did yeah. that. So we actually worked harder in the pandemic than before that. Um, mm. And so, so that was that was the second thing that we did. Um, the third thing. Now, you know, I know that not every one of your listeners is a person of faith, but this is mm. my experience, right? So this is what we're right. talking about. I'm not trying to right. throw anything on anybody, but. Yeah. I, you know, Isaiah 60 says something. It says, arise and shine for your light has come. Um, There's darkness over the earth. There's gross mm, darkness over the people. But my glory is risen over you. And Mm. if there was ever a time that that scripture was real, it was during the pandemic, right? There was darkness over all the people. There's darkness over the entire earth. And, and, And in that, he's still saying, but... He's not saying, so that's what happened. He says, but, because I remember I started adjusting my goals in 2020. Like, you know, there's a pandemic and all of that. And so God was like, so, so my word is only true in the absence of a pandemic. Mm. I was like, uh, no, sir. Where, where you put it that way? No, sir. And it's like, you leave your goals the way they are. You ask me how to pull it off, yeah. you know? And so, so I really, I recognize that I can arise, I can shine, but the mm-hmm. source of my exemption is him. Mm. So the way to escape <laughs> is to go deeper in him. In right? Him. You see so so then I went even deeper, so much deeper in mm. in my walk with him. In fact, that was the period that we started a daily like 6 a.m. prayer meeting really which has gone on since then we're about to hit day 1000 if you can believe it but because i'm like the deeper i go in him the higher i can climb the deeper i go in him the more i'll be exempt from what's mm. going on and so that mm. that's really what we did but to be honest with you the, that the, the pandemic year was a rough year for the world it was a rough yeah. year period but yeah. when we look back at it we actually did much better yeah. In the pandemic year than the year before that. And the opportunities for growth and transformation mm. and all of that were so much more, you know. So it's Beautiful. one of those things you're like, I don't want that to happen again, but I came mm. out better for it. I came out so much better for it. Amazing. Yeah. You go deeper in him and you go higher in life. I mean, I, 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 I got that. So it's not a question of what the economy is saying. It's not a question of what... Uh, the world and all that but listen his word is true 
his word is true and i am so glad having you on the show today to share this with my audience people you will agree with me it has been an amazing time with dr una i mean i am super grateful before i let you go what is that thing that thing you always release to your whoever is listening to you to take away i remember that i met somebody like dr una yeah it, so it would it would be this um we have one life mm-hmm. we are burning daylight and we are mm-hmm. all made for greatness it doesn't matter where you're starting from it doesn't matter what your past is like it doesn't matter what family you come from it doesn't it doesn't matter we are all made for greatness and if mm. you lean into the process of becoming that if mm. you pay the price for it you'll stumble upon it mm. and it's it's beautiful so don't don't hold back don't don't save your energy don't save like just go out there and do it all one one of the things that i think a lot about um, amakri is mm. is my 90th birthday party mm. i think about my 90th <laughs> birthday party a lot you know i'm almost was like i need to get someone to draw the 90 year version to make her cute but you know 90th version 90 year version of me so you're I'm projected like, already yeah but i i attend that party often and i'm like oh. what do i want them to say about me what do i want mm. to have accomplished what legacy mm. do i want to have left yeah. i think about it and then i i come back here and say knowing that what should i be doing today knowing mm. that what bold steps should i be taking now knowing that what fear should i dare and do it anyway because yeah. i want to get there and be her right sure. i want to show up before god and i'm like so lord what was the game plan what did you really want me to do and then when i read that mm. book it's like reading my life because i did it mm. and so don't get so encumbered by the challenges and all those things they will always be there mm. like you see me smiling it's not because there're no challenges they like they're big challenges but they will always be there they don't go away so they're distraction what you want to yeah. be f- laser focused on is i want to become everything i can be when i die i want to die empty like the only thing the earth is getting back is my my dead body none of yeah. my gifts none of my talents none of the dreams none of the books i should have written none of the songs i should have been sung none of that like mm. all of that i let i squeezed it all out mm. you should plan to die empty so so today's a gift don't play with it don't be distracted by challenges don't be distracted by what people are saying about you or not saying about don't be distracted by eyes on the prize just mm. become everything you can be that's mm. what it's all about that's Beautiful. really all this is about Guys, eyes on the prize. Today is a gift. Don't get distracted. The problems are always there. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you Dr. Una for this time. I am Thank you so much for having me. This is so good. <laughs> this is so good. This is so good. I I I mean I I know that feeling when I leave here now and tell my wife, you know, I had on the show today and give out the background and all that you just like it's like this period you've been catching up with everybody so to say from that time let me not use let me not expose it that time and you might you might as well google is a thing <laughs> you might exactly. as well <laughs> beautiful thank you thank you guys you've heard it and you know this is how we we live our lives within this space the word cafe we come in here to lean on one and others experience to forge 
like we always say it, a positive path. And honestly, you will agree with me, it has been an amazing time with Dr. Una. Well, till I come your way again. Bye for now. Dr. Una, what do you have to say? Man, I love your crew. <laughs> I love Thank your crew. You. you should, if you haven't already, you should subscribe to this podcast and you should listen every single time it comes out. And you should share it with somebody else because, I mean, all it takes is somebody hearing one thing to ignite them, to set them on fire for the rest of their lives. And they'll thank you for it. So if he's going to do the hard work and produce it, then you want to, you want to do your part, pay it forward by sharing it with someone else. It's just as simple as boom, share it. That's it. Thank you guys. You heard it. Share it forward. Bye for now. Awesome time. It has been with you on the World Cafe podcast today. Thank you for being there. You can catch me up on my social media handles, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, all at Amakri Isoboye. Also, you can get copies of my books, A Cocktail of Words, The Color of Words, and my HR notebook on Amazon and on Robin Heights online bookstores. You can also subscribe to my YouTube page at the same address. Yes, till we see you again. Bye for now.